everyone, this is Chris Keys for From Your Guitar. Today I'm at the Basement East in Nashville, Tennessee with Eric from Foxy. And Eric, how are you doing? Doing good, how are you? Real good, man. We were uh, hitting it off on Top Gun Talk, you know, mm -hmm. your Maverick guy, I'm a goose guy, you know, <laughs> Iceman's in there somewhere too, but uh, we're gonna talk guitar gear first before we get any more Kenny Loggins talk. So talk to me, I know you're a Strat guy, you got a mm -hmm. special Strat, that's kind of Strat monster that's hidden back there. We'll start with this one though, because I think you play this one the most, do you not? Yeah, uh, this is like typically my primary guitar. Okay. Um, it is a, I believe, a uh, 2014 American Professional, um, and it has the noiseless three pickups in it. Okay. And uh, a friend of mine made this beautiful pick guard for me to put on it. Um, and yeah, I really love it. Um, I love strats because uh, I love the sort of like clankiness of the attack of uh -huh. them. Um, and I've always kind of played them my whole life. So I've modded a lot of my playing style around, you know, just the sound of a strat and like the sort of idiosyncrasies of it. Could you ex uh, elaborate on some of that? Because that's an interesting way to approach the instrument, almost yeah, um, morphing your sound around the instrument rather than making the instrument go to where you want it to go. Right, yeah. Um, well, I, I think I've always enjoyed sort of playing uh, leads that cut through the mix. Um, and for a long time, I played out of a twin reverb, which is also like a very like kind of like tinny, like yeah. high, you know what I mean, uh, amp. Um, and I, whenever you dig into like a Strat, and you kind of dent some strings around it. I really enjoy the sort of like dead scratchiness of the of the strings you're deadening, but with the note that you're actually playing, if you really really dig in, um, it kind of has this like piercing tone that really cuts through, you know, anything else that's happening, like the drums or yeah. other guitars or the bass. And, and, and foxing can be dense at times, so that's key for you to kind of pierce through. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I also I don't know I, I kind of uh, I enjoy being the loudest <laughs> on the stage so I, I i often am told to turn down and and then i just don't sometimes so do like one of those fake turns yeah, yeah. i do that i do that oh yeah you come over and you just kind of like <laughs> and then you don't actually move anything so yeah now is there anything i see that you got tape on one of the volume knobs is that just because you get it it gets in the way so much yeah um so there was a specific song of ours where um i was playing like a sort of like a uh like palm muted like lead part like up 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 on the fretboard mm -hmm. and i noticed that i was always laying my pinky kind of across the volume knob and what would happen throughout the song is that eventually i, I thought i was losing signal but i was actually turning the volume <laughs> knob down <laughs> so i would go through my pedals before only only to realize that i had actually just turned my volume down that's that's karma from everyone was telling you to turn down you're yeah, turning yourself exactly, down yeah i guess I, deserve, <laughs> I guess i deserve that yeah so yeah so that's just mainly so you stay out of your own way. Yeah, basically, and and I, you know, if I want any sort of volume swell thing, I, I have a volume pedal. So yeah. Cool. And is there anything else we should know about this instrument? With the cool pick guard, got the tape job. Anything else you've done it to make it more your? Uh, I think the only other notable thing is that um, uh, I kind of was a, I, I learned my lesson the hard way. I threw I threw a bit of a tantrum one night on a stage, and I shouldn't have, uh, and I kind of just took my guitar off and like let it fall mm. and uh when i did that uh it landed like directly on like the sort of a bridge here and then it split the guitar completely in half oh wow so you can actually see where it split right there um and luckily some um 
someone I know in St. Louis. Uh, he's kind of a wizard with guitar setups and guitar repairs. Uh, his name's Dave for Tritone Guitars. And uh, he had it for a month and he was able to glue it back together for me. So that was very awesome of him to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what uh, strings do you typically use on your guitars? Uh, you know, I did 11s for, for many years, and I do think 11s have better tone, um, but for live purposes, I just enjoy being able to, like, kind of glide and shred faster on 10s. Yeah, so especially I just, when you're playing every night, it kind of, I'm sure. Yeah, it um, and, you know, uh, we have, like, a, I think a Diodario okay. sponsorship, so I just use Diodarios cool. on 10s. And are you guys standard all the time? What are any tunings you guys get into? Yeah, so with our older material, um, we have, like, uh, a lot of open tunings, uh, open E, and then capoed in various positions. Okay. Um, and then we used dadgad a lot as well. Uh, but ever since then, every subsequent record has been primarily in standard. Um, although on the new stuff we're working on, uh, there's a lot of low down tuning, so I'm really excited for that. Well, yeah, because yeah. we were talking before, and one of the things you're, you kind of talked to me and Perry about was like, heavy it's mm -hmm. like you yeah, so it makes sense that you guys are pivoting in that direction with maybe a little bit more of a nudge from you yeah being the heavy guy yeah yeah I, I mean I think I think we've all always kind of taken to to heavy music but um you know it was something that I don't think we ever thought that our band would ever do mm -hmm. um but here we are so, yeah <laughs> on the horizon yeah well what should we know about the other two instruments you have behind you here with a telly and a, like I said a custom monster that we'll get yeah. into too um so uh, I'll start with the telly. Uh, basically, um, this is just like a regular, this is a pretty like common guitar. You see, um, it's just a 72 reissue. Um, always wanted one of these uh, and got one after our gear was stolen about seven years ago. Yeah, 2015 it was? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I really like this guitar. I think it's, uh, I think it's really durable. I think it's for the price point, like you can't, it's hard to find a better guitar. Yeah. Um, and I really like gear that is durable because I hate it when stuff breaks Yeah. and I don't have any techs. So <laughs> it's great when things work. Yeah. Um, and uh, is this like a backup to the Strat or does this have its own moments in the set list? Uh, yeah, I, I, I use this one in the set uh, usually for the open E tunings. Okay. Um, and then uh, there's a song like Medic where there's like a lot of tapping. It's open E, capo five. And then, um, just a couple other alternate tunings. Um, one is, is tuned to like open E minor instead of open Ooh. E major. So a little sadder, sadder vibes. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, solid guitar. I like having it on tour, especially. Um, different flavor with the the humbuckers. Yeah, the wide yeah, range. it's yeah, it's a very different, um, very strat. different flavor uh, for sure. Um, and then there's this, which is like definitely. Very interesting guitar. Um, yeah, tell me all about it. Yeah, so this was made by uh, Moon Guitars. Um, I believe they're based out of New Jersey. Um, and uh, the person who runs that company uh, and a close friend of the band, um, they worked together to make this guitar for me. Um, and it's based on like the Blood Moon, uh, which is the name of the model that mm -hmm. this is. Um, but they like kind of made it like this sort of sunburst color with like the black pickguard um, because that's actually the exact like type of guitar that was stolen from oh, us. Oh wow. And so I thought it was a really kind gesture of them and they and they, they made this guitar for me and I love this guitar. Um, I use it throughout the set as well um, on, on the songs that have uh, like heavier chords okay. or um, 
you know, high, like very gainy leads. Um, I think it's a little bit less, um, uh, I don't know, tinny, mm. whatever adjective. Kind of what you're you know talking, describing about yeah, the than, strat. Than like the strat is, but um, I really love this for like really fat power chords um, or just like any kind of like, yeah, heavy, heavy part. Two questions I got is, mm -hmm. do you know what pickups are in there? Because obviously they're Strat, or they, I assume they're Strat style. And then I see a, like a, a switch here, a dip switch. Yeah, so I dip honestly, switch, uh, a toggle I'm, switch. I'm not totally certain, to okay. be honest, like what pickups are in here. Because um, it wasn't something you commissioned, you were just yeah, gifted this. It was, no, it was literally like one day, um, uh, our friend Travis, who I was talking about, he um, he's like, hey, like, what's your address? And then he just sent me <laughs> this guitar and I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know Moon at the time. Yeah. Um, and so to be completely honest with you, I don't know everything that, I don't know, I don't know what pickups these are. Okay. I don't know what this switch does. <laughs> all, all I know is, all I know is like when I flip it, it's like, oh, that sounds like fat. Okay, so this maybe sounds, it's maybe like a boost yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it kind of, it seems like it could be like some sort of gain boost or something like that. Okay. Yeah, but I uh, wish I knew, but I don't. Well. But. Great guitar. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, let's dig into these amps you got here. Yeah. Um, so what should we know about these guys? So uh, I'll start with the amp that I <clears throat> normally use. Uh, this is a uh, 68 Bassman uh, made by Fender. And uh, I've been told, I'm not like much of a gearhead myself, to be honest, mm -hmm. but I've been told that uh, this particular Bassman if it has the black line here, um, even though it is a silver face, it actually runs the same circuit as like the 65 like black face. Kind of like a changeover. Yeah, so. Cosmetically they, silver, but internally more of a, a black panel. Right, yeah, so they, they um, yeah, I mean, to me, like I, I've, never, I've never actually played out of a 65, so I, I guess I can't compare, but I've always really loved the sound of this amp. Um, and again, like one of the things I really, really love about it is that it is never once broken on me. I've never had any problem with it on I'm stage. I'm this wood cabinet yeah. here for you. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, exactly. Like I'm gonna say this now and then tonight it's gonna be shambles. Nightmare, so yeah. Um, How did you get to uh, own this amp? Uh, so again, whenever our stuff was stolen, uh, we just had to like scrounge together. What you could. What we could. And we, we were in uh, Austin when it, when it got stolen and um, uh, I cannot remember the name of the shop we went to, but it was just like a vintage gear shop. And uh, they had this for like, I think I think they were selling it for like $700 or $750. Wow. And to me, that is like the best money I've ever spent. Yeah. Because this amp, I think is incredible. Was it fully operational when you got it? Or yeah. did you have to, oh, okay, no, it wow. Was, it was, yeah, it was a really, really good deal. Um, yeah. Um, one notable thing about using this amp though, is that I use it through this orange cab. Um, Which is an interesting pair. Yeah, because well, mainly because the homage doesn't actually match up. So this is a 16 ohm cab, and this is a 4 ohm <laughs> head, which like you know everyone says is like, don't ever do that. Yeah. And I don't know. I've done it. <laughs> it I mean, four goes into 16 if you want to break it down. Yeah, that way. yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know the science or the electricity or how that whatever. But like it, you know, it's it works, and that's all. Like it, it sounds good, and it works. Yeah. That's all I care about. Clearly. Um, so then this, this right here, this is a Mills Custom Foundry. Uh, Mills Custom is an amp company out of uh, St. Louis, which is where we're from. And our friend Justin Mills makes these. Um, and I brought this one on tour um, 
for two reasons. One, because I wanted to kind of try it out like every other night or so with okay. my rig to see like just the differences. Um, but also like serving as like, you know, again, if this did go on the fritz or like, you know, the other guitar amp goes on the fritz. Um, we got something. Got something right here. Um, yeah, so I really love this. It's like a, it's a uh, three channel amp, I believe, and it's got clean and then two different drives. And uh, it's really awesome. Now, do you know if this one is more compatible with the cabinet, or is this... So this one actually is compatible. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one actually can run 16 ohms. Okay. So probably would make more sense, you know, to, to do it that way, but, uh, you know, hopefully if there's any, like, uh, people who know about electricity, they're not judging me too hard. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're not on stage playing guitar, cool. you know what I mean? <laughs> So uh, let's dive into pedals, man. You got two yeah. boards. Let's check them out. Yeah, for sure. All right, Eric, this is my favorite part of every rig rundown we do. Whether I'm hosting or I'm behind the camera, it's pedal board time, and I love that shit. So let's get into <laughs> pedals, man. <laughs> Where uh, should we go? What's kind of like, I know, let's start with the KTR. That's yeah. a cool story. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I have, I have uh, the Klon KTR. Um, obviously, like, you know, the Klon Centaur and, you know, all, all the vintage Klon stuff is, like, very sought after. Legendary um, pedal. Um, so yeah, in 2018, we were doing a tour on our uh, third record, Near My God, and uh, the people, or someone from Klon, uh, who I, I've kept in touch with, um, came to the show, and they just gave us, they, like, they just came, I was doing merch, and they came to the merch table, and they were just like, um, hey, uh, you know, I, I work at Klon, and uh, I'm a big fan of your band, and, and, and you know, everyone at Klon is, and so... Uh, here's here's two uh, KTRs, and I was like, oh okay, like do you want to, do you want like money? And, and he was like, no, no. And I was like, cool, yeah. That's a red. Well, thank you so much. And then and then and then he bought a shirt and just left. So not only did he give you two pedals, he bought some merch too. Yeah, it was really yeah, it was really really kind. That's a really cool gesture. Yeah, I really yeah, and and I use that pedal all the time. Um, kind of speaks for itself great great overdrive clean, yeah clean boost, whatever you know we see them all the time and so it's kind of sometimes people use it all the time clean boost sometimes people use it like perry is saying like a little add a little grit to your overdriven sound how are you using it because it is such a versatile pedal yeah um so for me it's usually it's like my primary overdrive so i mean it's just like um, so like if it's nothing if it's not like completely clean that's on yeah correct. okay so like any it's really kind of like the, I guess, um, I guess second stage of, of gain for me. So, um, but it, it's like the first thing that like actually gives like real breakup. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, beyond just clean. Can we hear it just without it? You kicked it off. So let's hear it bypassed and then we'll hear you have it on. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, just your normal amp. Yeah. So I have a little bit of reverb and delay that just kind of stay on. Um, no. So that's just the clean, and now with the clon. And then you were saying that this is more like your second stage. So what is the first stage? Is that, I assume, maybe the blues driver? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I like to use the blues driver uh, really as a clean boost. Um, so I guess it, it, it might add a, like it's the tiniest amount of breakup if I really dig in. Um, but I really like to use it as a clean boost uh, because there's a lot of moments in our set where I'm starting like completely clean, but then other instruments will come in. Mm. And so I kind of want to match the volume, like the sort of like lift in volume, like with the rest of the band. 
without uh, adding compression or without like adding uh, breakup. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what I use for the blues driver for. Um, and so I don't think there's too much difference in it right now. Let me see. No, just a kind of it's volume. It's very slight, yeah. So I mean, like if I'm, you know. See what you're saying? Yeah. So it's just like it's very it's very subtle. Um, it's 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 more like kind of for utility than than like a flavor, you know. <laughs> I love the juxtaposition of the blues driver, which is you know you can probably walk within a mile and buy one in the KTR, which yeah, is yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Got to get in a yeah, wait the, list. Yeah, the blues driver is like a, like an eighty dollar, hundred dollar pedal or whatever. Yeah. Um, and but you know what? I think the blues driver in 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 really all boss pedals, I think, again. Staying the test of time, man. Yeah, they, they really do. And, and like the Blues Driver is a really solid pedal, even if it's the only pedal you have. Yeah. And it's a really solid overdrive. Um, and it's incredibly durable, which is, again, something I love. Yeah. So. Name of the game for you, Eric. Yeah. Uh, so let's keep moving along. What do you got? What else? What other toys you got? Uh, yeah. So my kind of like really raunchy uh, distortion is a uh, electronic audio experiments longsword. Um, again, another situation where. Um, they kind of just gifted us some some pedals, and, and I think they're a great company. So, uh, yeah, I'm really grateful for that for, for them. You're making some good friendships. Yeah, they, they're, <laughs> they, yeah, we've, we've been really fortunate in that regard. Um, and then I have this Pog Two, which is um, one of the biggest parts of like my uh, live playing, honestly, um, because I'm really into uh, making the guitar not sound like a guitar, mm. and particularly like making it sound like a synth. Yeah. Um, and so I'll use like the, the uh, Pog 2 uh, for stuff like this, um, you know, uh, play the same chords. <laughs> Which is interesting because we won't get into it, but you have a keyboard, a proper keyboard behind you. Correct. A proper yeah. synth. Um, so one thing I really enjoy about playing synth style stuff on guitar as opposed to like an actual synth is that I find that whenever you make those sounds with a guitar, um, it has like a more sort of like, I mean, it's naturally a bit more lo-fi. And, yeah. and, and, and so it kind of has like a more organic or like, uh, you know, uh, just like a different sound to it. Yeah. Uh, it. It doesn't sound as like computerized or like it, or digital. You know, mm. it, it sounds like very. Uh, there's fluctuations in like how you hit certain notes. You know what I mean? There's a. Uh, there's a lot of different like factors. It sounds very. It sounds a lot more human. Yeah. This is what I'm looking for. Um, and so I use that like constantly throughout the set, either for ambience, like in like sparser sections of songs, or as transitions between songs. Okay. Um, like I'll set up the next song by playing chords in the key that of the song that we're about to be in to kind of help um, Connor, our singer, uh, kind of hear like where he needs to start at and okay. also just fill the space. Yeah. So. And now you, you had mentioned how you use it. I, I kind of want to hear the long sword because I've never heard that pedal. Could you, yeah. could you hear the, the raunchiness that it delivers? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So again, clean. And then here's just the long sword. Now, do you ever run all three of them or any combination? Yeah. Okay. So typically, so, <laughs> you so, were waiting for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. So typically, typically, whenever the longsword comes on, that's when like all three of these are on with it. Uh, and so I have the longsword kind of set to like a more like muddier gain because it adds a lot of like 
body to like the everything else that's happening. So. And just so you're not blowing me off the stage, you have turned down quite a bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine how that is feeling uh, in full flight. Yeah, so I mean, it's like, you know, clean, then blues driver, and then clon, and then longsword. You know what I mean? Like, it just adds, like, that extra, just adds that extra little, like, just bam, you know? Well, right on, man. Let's keep moving. You got the Mobius. That's a, a hell of a pedal, too, that Strymon has, you know, yeah. um, created. So I'm really into to modulation, um, again, changing, you know, making your guitar not sound like a guitar. Um, and so with the Mobius, um, there's, a, there's a lot of choruses and flangers, and those all sound really great, um, and I do use those. But I think the probably the more interesting parts of it uh, are the destroyer setting, uh, which is basically like kind of like a... Uh, this is a little bit dated at this point, but like it, it kind of adds like the vinyl popping sound. Oh, okay. And it also adds like it, you can mess with like the bit rate uh, and sample rate, so that uh, basically what happens is like it, it just sounds. Here I'll just play. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, let's see. So like. It's funny because so it kind of gets that sound, and it can get more extreme too. It can be. It kind of reminds me. I'm sure it's a precursor, and I'm, I'm sure the Strymon fanatics will tell me if I'm right or wrong. Is it's probably a, a precursor to their pedal that came out with. Uh, I think it's called the Deco. Was like oh, a tape yeah. saturator, mm -hmm. and it kind of has that vibe where you can dial in that yeah, analog. Yeah, it's definitely sound. similar. I, I think that when the Mobius came out, um, that whole destroyer setting was like fairly unique at the time, and then. The sort of lo-fi pedal thing really took off. Yeah. After, after that. that, and now there's like all, you know a ton of pedals that even take it even further. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like that Chase Bliss yeah. one. You know, I'm not really sure when it came out, but um, yeah. And then you know, it's again like I'll couple that, like going back to the Pog, like I'll kind of couple like those two things together. So it'll be like. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it kind of. There's a different. It's there's different ways to kind of color. Um, it's like my radio station that's going yeah. out of tune as I leave the county. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then the other the other setting I really love on it is the pattern tremolo, um, which like this one uh, doesn't have much of a live utility, but it has a great studio utility. Okay. Um, so I have to like kind of program it. Uh, so I'll just do some random thing really quick. But basically. What I really love about it is that you can kind of like come in here and like just like program like a certain like number pattern on each beat up to eight beats. Dang. And then it just replicates that pattern. So I mean like for instance like oh let's turn the depth up. And then if I turn this down. It's a very interactive pedal. Yeah, um, and if you really like turn it up, like the depth up, like all the way, and like you, you really dial in the pedal, um, it kind of like has this like super choppy, like pattern of notes that like comes out and it sounds kind of like Morse code. Um, I've used that a lot for like studio tricks and stuff. Um, really, the Mobius for me is like just something I like to use for like color um, and um, kind of add. I add it for in the studio for synths a lot and 
samples and things. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's the Mobius. Moving up to the top row there, we I, we have a trifecta of delays. So riddle me this, Eric. How are you using them and how are you using them differently? Because obviously each pedal on their own is, is has a formidable force, but three of them. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I have the, just a Boss DD7. Uh, I use that for, like, any sort of, like, uh, you know, digital delay. Um, and that is kind of more for things where I'm, like, trying to get sort of, like, a... Uh, you know, like an edge type sound, like a... For that guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, things that kind of like blend like that, you know? Um, but then after that, I have an MXR carbon copy and uh, a Trinity reverb. Um, and those are basically pedals that are just always on. Okay. I never turn them off. Um, always part of the recipe. Always part of it because for me, I just really enjoy the sort of like wash they add. I think it makes the guitar just sound bigger. Um, and I think it really just adds a flavor that I'm very into. And for me, has become a part of like the sound of playing guitar in this band. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like a, a hazy sound. A little bit know? of movement, a yeah. little something. Mm -hmm. So it's not so sterile. Exactly. And then how are you using that DL4, the yeah. monster? So the DL4 I use to like loop like little sections, like in between, like little ambient sections. So, okay. um, and I, I, I really enjoy, uh, you know, I watched uh, Dave Knudsen's from, from Minus Bear, his, all his He's whole, a master. Yeah, so he, he uses DL4s a lot, and that was very inspiring for us, like, early on. Um, and so, you know, like, if you just loop, like, a quick thing, like, uh, you know, something like this. that I would do this loop but like then you can basically do like the mm. you know what I mean and like and then reverse it and there's there's just a lot of cool options like just with like the tap of a foot that can like kind of like get you through a get, get you through like a, a tuning or a guitar change or something that I kind of just like to do on the fly and it's it's kind of like adds my own element of like improv to each set that I, I really enjoyed so you just need three more of them now yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> now as we wrap up this pedal board is the stuff to the right dedicated to the keyboard or do you put your guitar through that as well I put my guitar through this as well okay so, what so are, what's going on here yeah so this this is like this this setup is like new to this tour right. um, and so I basically have like put together like a bunch of noise makers which is like what I love to do <laughs> uh, and so I think, first of all, I have the, the Whammy uh, DT combo pedal, uh, which is obviously, like, you know, everyone's familiar with, like, the Whammy thing. Yeah. But one thing I am really loving about this pedal is the, the drop tune part of it. Because um, I was saying earlier, like, you know, we're working on songs where there's a lot of, like, low tunings. And so one thing that I realized was, well, playing any of those live <coughs> is going to suck because... Again, I don't have any techs. I don't really want to bring more guitars. I want to use this guitar. Yeah. And so what I've kind of done, and I haven't fully worked it out yet, but like the idea, the working idea is basically like, what I can, I can use this drop tune pedal. And then instead of having to like tune down to like, you know, drop A or whatever, like suddenly I have a. Yeah. I mean, so like now I'm just like here. How have you noticed how it tracks? Does, I'm sure as you go down further, maybe it increases 
the yeah. latency, but it, it, so yeah, I mean, there there is like just like a very very negligible latency. Um, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, I I can see how it would bother someone who is more in like a sort of like gent or like very technical, very you know time based plane. Um, but luckily for me, that's just not what I do. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it doesn't it doesn't affect me any. Okay. Um, but and there is a slight like kind of noise floor or, like sound to it that I've noticed. But again, it doesn't bother me. And if I really don't want it to be there, I can like add a gate or something. So yeah. all right. Um, so that's that, and that's how I primarily use that. Um, this little guy right here is um, a pedal I got from a uh, GoFundMe page. Uh, there was only 25 of them made, and it's a company called the King of Gear. And, yeah, <laughs> That's great yeah, name. and um, or it might not even be a company. I think it might just be like a guy. Yeah. No. Um. Anyways, well, it's he's called, the king. Yeah, the it's, king of gear. yeah. It's, it's made by the King of Gear, so it's a, it's it's called the Feral Glitch, and basically, from my understanding of the explanation of it, it's a pedal that is made to replicate. Uh, Johnny Greenwood solo at the end of There There. That is so specific. <laughs> I know. So and also, like, if you go and you listen to the song and you listen to the solo, it's literally like a solo that happens for like 12 seconds and fades out, like at the very end of the song. So I was like, wow, that is like, yeah, it's incredibly specific. But I was like, so in <laughs> I was intrigued by it, so I got it. The King of Gears is just dialed in. Yeah, so like, it's, it's, it's kind of a pedal that's like, you know, really. Um, you can't really control what it does. Like, there, you, it's not worth trying. It just does what it does. Well, let's ride this Bronco. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's a. So basically, you know, I have it on at all times. There's different settings, but then here to the right is like a, a momentary switch. And how it works is you play. So say you're playing, um, uh, whatever. Oh. So it catches like parts of what you're playing as long as you have your foot down okay. on the switch. And then if you really want to like mess with it, you can turn like the timing knob on it and it gets really wacky. <laughs> oh wow. So, Man. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a glitch pedal. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's kind of you can't really it's it's hard to really know what it's gonna do, and sometimes when you do it, it's like, even harder when you can't see what the controls are supposed yeah, to be. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's nothing. Nothing's labeled. It's just like a blank pedal, which I'm kind of into. Um, and then next to that, I have um, a hologram electronics microcosm pedal. Now that does a lot of things. Which does, yeah. It's hard to describe what it is. I I, I saw someone describe it as a texture box. Yeah. Which I find I to be that. very, you know, that's a good. I think it's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I don't. I'm not going to pretend to understand how to how everything on it works. Um, I mean, I understand what the knobs say. Yeah. I don't always know what they're doing. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I, I like to use this for like, again, more ambient stuff like during our set. So let's see. Let's try. So it's funny. You can just play a chord, and it just kind of does all these things. Let the pedal take the reins. So that, I mean, and there's like, I mean, literally, I mean, there's probably like 
30 settings, like presets on there. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I'll just do another one. Um, this is like this is like an ARP sound. Uh, so it's funny with these because I can just play like one staccato note. And it like does all these things. Well, it's not right now. So then if you like, so then again, going back to the DL4, I'll do something like that, right? Um, kind of like noodle around in whatever key we're going into. And then I'll come over here and I'll loop it. Okay. So. Time for you to go get a drink at the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm good, ready for the song. So yeah, and then you know, there's lots of options there. But um, yeah, and so I I just like things that make make noise and give me options for for, for different textures like throughout the set, so it doesn't get boring. You know. Keep you on your toes, man. Yeah. And you got two remind, uh, remaining boxes up there. You got the Black Fountain and something from from uh, Walrus. Yeah. So I have a Walrus Deep Six, which is a compression pedal. Um, I have mixed feelings about compression pedals on boards. I, 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 I like them sometimes, but I don't. I, I really enjoy having the ability to dig in and like make things very dynamic. Um, it's very much a part of like what I like about strats because the more, again, the more you dig in, kind of the more it cuts or like you play really soft, like they have the ability to like, you know, react with like the clon and stuff like differently. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, Compression kind of just obviously just flattens all of that. Yeah. And I don't always love it, but for certain parts, I do like it. Um, and then the Black Fountain here, it's made by Old Blood Noise. Um, just a really solid, like, warbly kind of uh, analog delay. Uh, and again, we're, we're, we're really good friends with Old Blood Noise, uh, Brady, who- Brady, yeah, he used to write yeah. for PG, so. Yeah, um, and uh, they've always been very supportive of our, of our band. and. Very nice people, and, and I love I love using gear by people I like, and it just so happens that the gear is also really good. So, well, hang yeah. out tonight at your merch booth, and maybe you'll get another pedal that you yeah, can try out from a new great. friend. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you so much for talking to us and sharing uh, your gear yeah. conquests and what you guys got coming up next. Uh, everyone, stay safe, keep rocking, and uh, check out Foxing.